just a few highlights from Deidre's trip, and we're going to get to hear a little more about this uh, trip that we all helped uh, to see happen. And, uh, and so we're excited uh, to hear about that in just a second. But uh, I want to get us into this series because I think this ties in so beautifully uh, with what we've been studying in this Actions That Teach Faith. And so um, we, um, we really, if you, if you notice, there is kind of a theme that runs even through this series on actions that teach faith. And that really is that all of these actions that we've looked at so far require some amount of releasing something. So uh, today we're going to be talking about joining the giving party. That there is something about this releasing and gi- of giving that teaches us our faith. And so it's going to be important that we begin to look at this. We've looked at a few things so far, uh, and really it's describing what kind of God we worship. So these actions that we're going to participate, if they're teaching us about what God looks like and how God operates in the world, we see this. Uh, Pastor Phil talked on that first Sunday uh, that God is, is with simplicity. He talked about simplicity. In other words, we have a God who does not need a lot of stuff. Um, that, that God is okay with us coming simply and humbly and sometimes releasing the amount of stuff that we have in our life allows us to connect with this God who lives and is comfortable with the simple things of life. Um, last week we looked at a God who is not a workaholic. A God who takes a Sabbath, really a releasing of work. A releasing of thinking that work brings value, brings meaning, uh, is the only thing that helps us get ahead, and all those that we take one day a week and we just cease working. We release our relationship with work and we begin to see this. Anybody dare to take a Sabbath even for a couple of hours this week? Raise your hand. Good, good, good. I hope you learned. The world went on. Everything was okay. Uh, and I want to encourage you to do this. Your pastor, Friday is my day off. I decided to take a Sabbath. So I got up. I helped Jackson get off to school. I came back. I sat down in my chair to read one of my very religious books. And, uh, and my Sabbath overtook me. I slept until 1130. Now, isn't it strange that somewhere in the back of my mind is like, oh, lazy. No, Sabbath, trusting. And so this, this is important. Just continue uh, to lean in and, and try these actions out. And then this week we begin to look at a God who is not stingy. And we see that each one of these in giving uh, is about releasing something, whether it's releasing uh, objects or possessions, whether it's releasing from work, our relationship to work, or whether it is releasing uh, finances or gifts or those kinds of things in order. Each one requires this. Now, this should not surprise us in any way, shape, or form. Now, I want to start at the beginning. You can turn your Bibles if you want. Uh, p- take out a Bible. You're going to use a little bit of this as we go through. We're going to look at a a few different passages. But right from the beginning, uh, last week, we won't go in and we won't read this passage, but we read uh, chapter 1 in Genesis and chapter 2. And we saw a God there who who sets up the Sabbath, one who rests. But before, before He rests, He creates all that there is, including human beings. Now, we think of that as work, and and it does say God ceased from His labor, but the labor of what God was doing was giving. 
giving a world to you and to me. A world where we would live and a world that we would see beauty in. A world that would sustain us. A world that would feed us. God, even in the midst of doing His laboring, was giving, 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 giving. And then He rests. And and so there is a part right from the beginning, if we're going to get to know this God, if we're going to operate like this God operates in the world, we are then called to be a people of giving, right? Now that's Old Testament. So we jump into the New Testament, probably the most famous verse in all the Bible, because for whatever reason, it's held at every end zone of every football game uh, and when you try and kick a field goal, and it says John 3.16. Uh, well, this is... John 3.16, for God so loved the world that God what? Gave. Right there. Gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. Whoever. That means you. That means me. That means those who are not yet filling up these pews. Uh, everyone is invited because this God gives to everyone. But, uh, so let's look at, that's, that's kind of the Father. We tend to split God up sometimes. We shouldn't. But, but let's look at, at a passage of the Son, okay? So here we have uh, a passage. This is in Philippians chapter 2. If you want to turn there, you can. Philippians chapter 2. And we kind of begin in verse 5. Have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in the very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to His own advantage. Rather, He emptied Himself. Taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. That word, emptied himself, is the word kenosis. Can you say kenosis? Alright, this word has this, this idea of pouring oneself out. When you pour some, yourself out, is that a giving action? Yes. So we see this, the one that we claim. Now, I know we're getting a little scholarly here, but, but just go with me on this for a second. Just think about this. So we believe that Jesus showed us what God looks like perfectly. Can I get an amen? So when Jesus, before Jesus even was here physically, He emptied Himself. He didn't regard equality with God as something that He should use for His own advantage or His own benefit. He, kenosis, He emptied Himself. He gave Himself. And He came vulnerably into the world. So, Jesus shows us what the Father looks like as a giving God by giving Himself. And then when He walked here among us, He always gave of Himself. He gave of Himself. He gave and He gave and He gave. And so the last thing He could give was His life. And He was obedient even to death. This is the God we serve. But then we also have the Holy Spirit. I want to read this to you because we have this uh, passage. We're going to jump in on a story. But Acts, at the very beginning, we see that uh, the day of Pentecost comes. And that is when the Holy Spirit is given, is again poured out, emptied out onto all flesh. And this radical thing happens that Jews had not seen for a long time. The glory of God descending. The flame of fire, of the eternal fire, 
rekindled and the glory of the Lord again, but now no longer in a temple, but in human beings. Because Jesus had said humanity will now be the temple of God. And so we see this, we jump in and, and everybody's hearing all this wonderful stuff being declared and they think that these guys and ladies are drunk. And Peter stands up and says, fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. That wouldn't stop Americans. Uh, no, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Wow. So, even the Holy Spirit when given is a gift. It is poured out. He is poured out on us. So then, we have the church. So the church begins in a great act of giving. A great act of generosity is given. So then, what does the church like? Well, if we were to go on, we would see just a little bit further down in Acts chapter 2 that all the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. And every day they continued to meet together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. So at the very beginning, right after the Holy Spirit is given from the Lord Jesus who showed us what pouring out looks like, from a God who mirrors and shows us perfectly God the Father who is the God who so loved that He gave, the God who has been giving from the very beginning. These people who are called by His name then have to be giving people. And they show this and they mirror it. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And of course, it explodes like wildfire. Why? Because God has placed generosity into the very heart of creation. So we respond to it because it's incredible to be a part of something like this. Now, here are the reasons why I think we give, okay? Because there's, there's a little bit of uh, uh, distance between the church on Pentecost and us today. Here's, here's why, I th- and these are just overly simplistic, I know. Uh, there's probably other reasons. But a lot of times I think we give because of necessity. In essence, we don't want to worship in the dark. We want the lights to be on. Uh, we don't want to worship in the cold. Winter is coming, right? And, uh, and so we, we, we would like to be warm. So there's part of giving out of necessity, and that's a good thing. If you want to look on the back of your bulletin, um, we're moving towards darkness. If, uh, if we don't see some necessities giving, okay? It's there. Um, th- that's okay, but it shouldn't be the primary reason why we are a generous people. Sometimes I think we feel pity. Like we should give a handout and give a, you know, we want to reach down and we want to give to those who don't have. And that, again, don't hear me saying these are bad reasons. These are just some other reasons. But if it's only about how I have all of this and I can give down to those who have nothing, that, again, is not really the giving that we're talking about here. Because the giving that we're talking about is corporate. It is something we do together. We join the party. We join this generous God who is giving out into the world and we partner with what that God wants to do in the world by giving of ourselves. Uh, last, and, and sometimes often, is, is we give out of guilt. And, I, and I'll just say, pastors 
can put a lot of pressure on folks to do that. Don't tr- you don't believe me? Just turn on TBN. Turn on one of those. Uh, in, in Ireland, they call them the God channels. Or, uh, they also call them the odd channels. And, and just see the pressure. Ooh, you got to give. Give to this ministry. Somebody's going to die if you don't give. And, blah, you know, and there's a lot of pressure and those kinds of things. And I suppose on occasion there are moments where we need to hear the need and we need to feel something towards it. And, you know, okay. But that should not be the primary reason that we are called a generous people, okay? The goal is that uh, God invites us to the global party of giving. And this teaches us about the God that we worship. That it's not just about us, it's about all of humanity giving together towards God's generous purposes in the world. And when we get this vision, this understanding, then those little envelopes that you were given for this thank offering become so meaningful. It becomes something that teaches us about the God that we are following. The God who is generous and wants us to partner with other churches all around the world to see what God wants to do and wants to release into the world. So, we just were a part of something like that. We had Deidre, who was a part of our Michigan district. So it wasn't just our church. It was, how many churches represented, do you know? Uh, 14 churches in Michigan uh, represented. They got together. They raised money. They went down uh, to Honduras. And so uh, we are going to hear from Deidre. So can we welcome Deidre to the stage? And and check this out. We even had, I think they went out and got this on purpose. We have a Honduran flag. Look at this. Isn't that cool? So uh, So we'll talk about Honduras for just a little bit. Um, and that'll be, that'll be, that'll be fun. So, um, don't you love the Oprah Winfrey stage? Isn't that great? Um, so I, part of that video, the very first part is the soccer ball. So tell us, tell, tell, tell folks about the soccer ball and what that represents and what it means and how it was used. Uh, that was, um, the main purpose of us going was to build a soccer field, um, the pastor there has been praying for this ministry for 10 years. Uh, he told us that when we were there, and I was trying to think of something that I have prayed for for 10 straight years, but to see it in fruition was a huge blessing for him. So the soccer balls, the soccer socks, we took like little hacky sacks to give to children to then share the gospel to. And so the whole idea that the Church of the Nazarene is doing through this Nazgul ministry is uh, using the colors, as you saw in the video, to share the salvation story um, and then ask either kids or teenagers or adults to be a part of that. And so the idea of the soccer field ministry there in Cofredia Don Lee is going to be to be able to rent it out because football, soccer, is a huge activity it is the they breathe it they're amazing at it as soon as they come out of the womb they kick a soccer ball like it's just a part of who they are and a part of their culture and so they're going to use it to reach out to leagues and have like tournaments there in their city in their community and then also be able to have an opportunity to share the gospel with somebody who may not have ever heard of Jesus or what he's done for us on a cross. And so uh, it's kind of the whole colors. We did bracelets. I mean, 
I think I know all the colors in Spanish now. <laughs> oh, good. Can you demonstrate? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no. Uh, so, so I want to I want to go back. So, what we gave in stickers yeah. and finances and those kinds of things, we got to be a part of, and you got to be like hands on, right? A part of something that they've been praying about for a decade. Yes. Wow. Yes. And so the stickers, uh, we were able to take, I don't know, it was like all of my carry-on pretty much. You guys were amazing. Um, and the stickers, uh, they handed them out at VBS. There were other things that our district kind of provided too, like little prizes. And so Vacation Bible School was for the first three days that we, they were there. And because of how their school system goes, uh, kids go to school in the morning, and so they would have a session in the morning, and then the kids would go in the afternoon to school. So whichever time frame that they weren't in school, they were at the church for Vacation Bible School. And so the women of this church, I want to clone them all and bring them back with me, but they were phenomenal in the storytelling of God's Word uh, to the kids and just having, like, interactions with them. Like, seriously, if I took this microphone out to the middle of that aisle, I would be swarmed. Like, you wouldn't be able to move because every kid wanted to talk in the microphone and tell a Bible verse or share of, like, something that they've learned in, at Vacation Bible School. So uh, the stickers were are then going to be used for their after-school programs. So the church does... Uh, we just happen to be a part of VBS, but the church every day uh, teaches the kids how to sew, how to cook, uh, just kind of like life skills kind of stuff that maybe their parents aren't able to bring as a gift. And yeah. so these women just like take over this whole church area and uh, offer it and the kids just come like their parents will bring them and they just are a part of that community. The church is located in a perfect place right on the corner of where main streets are kind of yeah. so one of the things that we were talking about in the office this week that just kind of struck me was you not only talked about what we were able to do there but you talked a lot about what the church you saw the church giving out and what they were uh, giving into their community and what they were doing, some in these like life skill groups. But what were some of the other things that you saw there that where the where that church like we were partnering, we're actually partnering with what they're trying to do and in their giving. What did you see there? Um, so uh, upstairs, I don't know if I told you this, okay. but um, upstairs is a whole uh, TV station. So they are actually broadcasting to seven different channels, uh, some to children, some to adults. And so with your funds, we were able to buy DVDs for them to share worship ministry and worship songs, like in Spanish. And uh, they're also providing food and water. They feed the kids every time that they come or anybody. And then uh, the water filtration systems, you saw two of the gentlemen putting those together. We were able to install two in separate locations, but the one at the church is a huge ministry, and so many people come. I was painting out in front of the church, and just tons of kids would just stop by and ask for agua, ask for water, and ask for food. And so they're they're pouring out to their community in that way, and they're just so excited to have the soccer piece yeah. on top of that. Uh, 
I don't remember what else I told you. Uh, well, you just talked about the uh, health clinics and, oh, yes. and some we other things those. along those things. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. That was probably really fun. It wasn't really fun. It is fun. Uh, three <laughs> days we had a wellness. They don't call them clinics, but it was like a health checkup. So we had six to seven nurses on our team. And so they packed up these little hygiene kit bags, and they have a toothpaste, a toothbrush, uh, vitamins, I can't remember what else was in there. Anyways, it's all hygiene items. So a part of one of our ministries is all of our nurses uh, had kids and their parents come in, and they got their weight, their height, their blood pressure taken. Uh, The nurses looked at their hearts and their lungs and uh, their tonsils, I guess, were really swollen, I was told. And so it was just cool to have that ministry of them to be able to go through and get a health checkup because obviously medicine and going to the doctor is really expensive in Honduras for them. And so they don't have the opportunity to go very often. So they take, they take, uh, I shouldn't say advantage, but um, they like to have that offered at the church whenever a team comes. So the cool part that I was moved by probably the most is something that you probably wouldn't think about adding to one of those stations that they have to go around to before they get their hygiene kit at the end is a prayer station. And so we had two of ladies from our team there, and we had two ladies from the church that are just like on fire for Christ, and like this whole church just oozed evangelism and everything that they did. Uh, but these women would all stand around there, and Pastor Jose would kind of bebop in and out as he was just kind of trying to manage everything. And uh, these these women and these children were just sharing prayer requests um, and just saying hi to our team members and stuff like that. And so I think through the three different days that we did clinics, there were like 50 people who accepted Christ as their personal Savior because of these small little groups. You're just standing around and asking about prayer requests. And that, probably what I was more moved, because I was talking to Sherry later, who was one of the team members. I mean, Linda was on there too, and she would just come to the windows where we were painting and just be weeping, being like, we saved another one. And she was just like so excited. And you can feel the spirit like coming through the windows out to where we were painting. And so our team started praying. And uh, even though we weren't actually in the sanctuary where it was happening. And then uh, Sherry uh, was moved by the type of prayer requests that are so... You think you're going across the world, but the world is so small. And she was moved by, they were praying for their families. They were praying for finances. They were praying for jobs. And I just sat there and I was like, it's exactly what we pray for. And it was just, it was just one of those cross-cultural barrier things that just get broken down by prayer. And so uh, it was just very moving to have our team be a part of that. But then also the missionaries and the pastor have those follow-ups and be able to have those connections, whether they're plugged into the program yet or not. They now have 50 new Christians, baby Christians, that are just hearing about the gospel for the first time because of our team. So it was was pretty powerful. Amazing. So we got to join in giving 
and then partnering with what they're trying to give into their communities, we got to help them see an answer to their prayer. Um, and they are giving, they're sending, you know, from 14 different churches, you guys back who have seen these things, have seen some cultural uh, things break down. So last question, what, where did you most see God at work in Honduras when you were there? I mean, what, what really, what's, what's your biggest memory that you're going to take home from, from Honduras? Um, I would probably have to say in the pastor and his wife and the yeah. church. Okay. Um, I'm a Nazarene church junkie, <laughs> I guess I would say. Right. I've been... I've been raised by the Church of the Nazarene. And so uh, to be there and see how much love and generosity they have in their hearts for their community, uh, I just wanted to like... I'm, that's who I'm called to be is a helper and an assister. And so I just wanted to come alongside them and help them do whatever they want. But the, uh, the church probably moved me the most of just how they're reaching out, how their, their eyes are open to see the needs of their community. And so, uh, I would say just being a part of that global church of the Nazarene that not all denominations have and, Uh, I I guess I was just moved by that and just the way they're reaching out through the Jesus film and the water filtrations and you just have to find the need and meet it. And so that's my little ministry heart, I guess. Awesome. Awesome. Well, can we thank Deidre for coming and sharing just briefly. Now, if you want to hear more, there, there are more stories we just couldn't get to in this short time that we have together. Uh, I know Deidre would love to tell you more about the Jesus film and how they sat through the rain to watch this thing and all these kinds of wonderful, incredible things. But thanks, Deidre, for sharing and thank you for going and, yeah, and seeing you. what God is up to in Honduras. And yeah, I think the total turned out to be like $700 wow. that you guys gave towards wow. my trip and I was able to pass that on to other team members. And yeah. then also all the stickers that you guys brought in and your yeah. prayers as I was gone and the days off since I work right. here now. So <laughs> <laughs> it was just amazing. So I just want to say thank you. You were in Honduras for 12 days with me, and wow. um, I just appreciate that. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. <clears throat> Father, thank you. Thank you that you are so generous. From the very beginning of time, you have been emptying yourselves for us. Help us to partner with how you created us to be. To take the gift of the Holy Spirit and to let that foster a heart of God, which is a generous heart, into our world. To realize and to trust that your generosity will lead us into the party, that will lead us into this great global movement that you're calling us to be involved in. That's not just about letting people hear about our religious faith beliefs, but is about meeting needs of water and food and health. And yes, caring for the whole person from the spiritual needs to the physical needs and beyond. Help us to join that party and help it to shape in us this heart of generosity, which is your heart. 
For we ask this in the name of the One who showed us incredible generosity. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Receive the final blessing. And now may you know the joy of releasing, of entering into the life that teaches your faith in a God who gives from the beginning and continues to give and continues to give and continues to give. May that Holy Spirit be poured out and given to you in your life that you, that you might learn what generosity is all about and seek the joy that comes in giving. I pray this would happen for you in the name of the Father who is for us, and the Son who is with us, and in the Holy Spirit who is in us. God bless you. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. We'll see you next week.